0: Hey there, fellow truth seekers. It's Jamie Grogan, founder of Solutions for Solopreneurs, an organization dedicated to the healers of the world. We remove the tech overwhelm and the confusion that comes with it. This podcast serves those who need a soft place to fall, a comforting and accepting space to explore the spiritual world. So settle in and listen as our guests share their struggles challenges, and triumphs on their way to entrepreneurship. All right, so we are going to go live, and we're going to have such a good show. I'm so excited that Mindy is here.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, And then we'll be able to share out everywhere. So, Mindy, I don't know if you have anywhere that you'd like to share the um, the Facebook. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? The Facebook Live. Thank you. Link, the <laughs> Facebook Live link um, in a group or something. Um, but you'll be able to do that once it, you know, shows up. All right, we're live. Ooh. Hi, everybody, and I'm sorry, Mindy can't use her hands. I know she's she's itching. She's itch. <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> <Sorry. sighs> so, hi, everybody. Um, welcome to Trifecta Tuesday. We were a little late because of some technical difficulties we were all having. Um, so what we're doing now is we're going to just go around, introduce uh, ourselves. We're going to um, talk about business finances this evening. And um, we have a very special guest. Um, she's actually my bookkeeper. Um, so that ought to tell you how crazy she is. Um, <laughs> because y'all know I don't do well with numbers and math and (laughs) and people telling me not to spend money, but she's freaking amazing. So anyways, I'm gonna do my introduction and then um, while you guys are all introducing, I'm gonna go ahead and um, get our links and our lives out there um, and you guys do the same.
1: So my name is Jamie Grogan.
0: My introduction and then- um, (laughs) That's okay, I do that all the time.
1: I was like, I meant to mute my microphone, no and it just, like, yeah. No worries. <clears throat> no worries.
0: So I'm Jamie Grogan. Um, this is Trifecta Tuesday. Um, kind of my brainchild, but I kind of feel like the universe had way more to do with it than, than I did. Um, but our show is all about life. It's all about business. It's all about being a woman. It's all about um, the culture the things happening in in the world um and we get a little crazy if you you have an issue with the f-bomb you probably shouldn't watch this um because i can't promise that i won't say that um but yes so i am a small business owner um i have three businesses right now that i'm um cultivating And one of them is an apparel line. One of them is a subscription box service. And the last one is the coaching and consulting, which I'm actually um, phasing out of my businesses. Um, So that's me, Caroline. Take as long as you want, my friend. I feel like you never get enough mic time. So you go for it.
1: I feel like I love the mic and I get all the mic time. We'll we'll talk about that later. All right. All right. I think you're just being nice. I feel like she's going to whoop me, you guys. What do you think? I feel like she's going to come after me.
0: (laughs) No, See, I already muted Sharice because I know (laughs) how things go.
1: (laughs) So funny. Hello, you guys. My name is Caroline Lorson. I go by Caroline the Divine, and I am a women's breakthrough manifestation coach. I specialize in trauma healing, sound healing, chakra healing, alignment, and balancing. Um, I love all things woo-woo, all things uh, taboo, right? I love talking about things that other people don't want to talk about. Um, Right now, I've got so many passion projects going on, and I just feel like Um, I'm just going to have a little tap into my personal experience right now. Um, I am being drawn in such a direction um, in my life personally, in my mission, in my spirituality, where I'm really finding that um, I can do it all, right? (laughs) And what I mean by that, I'm going to go into a little more detail. So, along with my life coaching and my healing um, in, in teaching people how to release past trauma, um, I've also been advocating for the end of institutionalized child abuse um, based off of my own experiences at going to a lockdown behavior modification school. Um, so there check out my podcast. Um, I have a podcast right now called Inside the Program, and we are exposing these people we are exposing the people who are responsible for running these institutions and the people who have for decades benefited from institutionalized child abuse Um, because these programs um, i'm not going to go on too much of a rant but these programs it's a multi-million multi-billion dollar industry but the people the children who go through These programs come out on the other side with post-traumatic stress disorder, no sense of self. Um, It it makes them at a much higher risk for domestic violence. And um, so, yeah, we are finding healing through exposing the people responsible. So go check out that podcast. It's called Inside the Program. Um, We have got exposés. We have got survivor stories, which I've got some survivor stories that are about to drop that are so... I mean, you won't believe it. You're gonna to listen to these people's stories and it's just, it's heart wrenching um, and it's its true crime style. So you get to see upfront what happened, what they experienced. And then of course, what happened afterwards. Um, I will tell you about the second project that I'm working on, and this is what I mean when I say I can do it all, right? We're going to expose the child abuse, but I have also got a course coming out in a few weeks that is incredible. I've been working on this course for about five or six months with my partner. Her name is Chelsea Dupre. She is a sales expert. Um, She does business to business, business to consumer, and she is just so well versed. So we designed this business course. It is called the Blissful Babe Business Mastermind. And we designed the course, listen to this, it's so cool. We designed the course to help you not only start a business, right? Like let's say you have an idea. I want you to be able to walk into this course with just like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know that I'm done working for someone else. I know that I want to start a business. I want to do something more, right? You just have this general idea. And then we're going to take you from that idea into having a full blown profitable up and running business with a website, with your social media platforms, just tuned in, right, dialed in uh, to fit you, fit your purpose. And um, yeah, it's incredible. So you get two coaches for the price of one, we do one on one mentorship, as well as a complete four month program to get you off the ground running um you know starting a business can be so stressful right like there's so many boxes to check you've got the website you've got the graphic design uh you're trying to figure out your demographic you're trying to figure out your messaging it's a lot right i'm i'm um i'm a mom to a seven-year-old okay he's doing virtual learning If you are anything like that, um, you know it's so difficult to really break away and find the time to start pursuing your own passion. So we wanted to offer everything in one place. So you can check that out. Go to CarolineThedivine.com and that has all of the information for the Blissful Babe Business Mastermind. Definitely join us. It's gonna be fun. Um, and our intention is to set you on the path towards making um, you know, five figure months where it's gonna be easy for you. it's going to feel good so thank you guys thank you for being here so excited for our live today
2: that is amazing caroline like all that you do
1: thank you sharice i appreciate that that's, that's,
2: yeah that your is. mission's great like amazing thank you yeah, very
1: is. dear to my heart so i i really appreciate the support thank you
2: yeah, you're welcome you're your a badass it's not too bad either you could have dropped in there a bunch of little mini course that was pretty cool too
1: Thank you. I love that. Thank you.
2: Of course. All right, Cherise, you got the mic. So my name is Cherise Gilliam, and I am a small business and startup consulting and coach. I've been doing that for about 25 years, and I did it in the live space prior to COVID, right? So when COVID hit, we went online, and um, I recently wrote a book called Hustlepreneur, which is all about, yes, it's the bomb, right? Because I am the original hustlerpreneur. It is really all about that person who has lots of ideas and um, always knows that there's something that they could do to start a business, but they're like what Caroline said, don't know where to go, don't know where to start, don't know how to do it. And maybe they ebbed and flowed. Maybe there was one idea started one way and it ended up as something else and something else. And people are telling you, man, get it together. Like, you know, you got so many ideas, just pick one, right? Well, that is the person who is constantly out there doing got that hustler on, and they are trying to figure out how to put these wheels together to turn to get them to from an idea to income. So that's what the hustlepreneur is all about. The book is all about my journey and how I discovered how to have six figure salaries in multiple businesses, like without even really um, putting a lot of effort to it because it was just the using my essential skills to do it. So it's, it's pretty cool. The book will be a lot of fun. That's dropping next month. And then um, next month also is going to be Hustle Studios is launch- launching my new podcast. So I'm like Caroline, right? I could do it all. We're launching our new podcast called Chit Chat with Charisse, All Things Business. So we're going to be talking about all aspects of business, everything from You know how do you not have an idea but want to walk away from your job all the way to i've been successful and i'm making two million dollars a year and let me give you tips so i have lots of different people on there jamie's going to be on there tomorrow we will be um, we will be filming hers tomorrow so that'll be a lot of fun and then and before the end of the year we're going to be dropping hustle mode academy which is going to be an online course it'll be um some group coaching Lots of good stuff coming out, and it really is for that you know, person who is tired of bumping their head against the wall, trying to figure it out, paying gurus, not getting anywhere, but really want to cut to the chase and get the real deal. So, I am calling myself the real deal. And people who know me, if you watch anything that I do or you follow me, you'll know that I really do give away lots of golden nuggets to really help you save time and do it right and begin to make the revenue. That you want to make, whether it be passion projects, whether it be ideas to income, or whether it just be um, that you want to, you know, grow, right, and level up. So next week, I'll be dropping my five tips to level up your business and your life. It's a free ebook that I'll be dropping next week. So look for that. You'll see it on our Facebook page. You'll see it on my page. You can find me at Cherise Gilliam. You can find me at Hustlepreneur. You can find me at my big idea coach. You can find me at entrepreneurial networking. I'm all over the place. Yes, you are. <laughs> Amazing.
0: That's <laughs> good. It's good. It's good. It's good. So um, tonight we are going to be talking about business finances and bookkeeping and all of that, you know, stuff that most people are either definitely afraid of or shy away from or in my case just ignore (laughs) because that's what i did and it wasn't until i had a really rude awakening with this whole um covid stuff with applying for a loan and because i did not have my shit together i was denied not once not twice but three times i was denied And then I was like, okay, so that means I don't know what I'm doing and I need to get help. And I need somebody that I can trust because I'll be honest with you, um, the way that I was brought up, first of all, you don't let nobody handle your money. That's the way I was brought up. And second of all, you sure as hell don't let no white woman handle your money. (laughs) That's just the way that I was raised. But if I want different, I have to be different and I have to do different. And there's no reason to perpetuate those false beliefs um, and and stereotypes that you're taught. So I put it out in the universe. Literally, I was like, I don't know how you're going to provide me with someone that I get along with, that I trust that is so she's like the sister that I never had we have so much in common um and she's one of these people who tell you so let's just say that she's kind of the opposite of Sharice she tells you things gently and with compassion um you know it's not like you know the rug burn you get when your your brother drags you across the room That's not Mindy. Mindy's exactly the opposite. (laughs) There's room for both. I'm not being, you know, I'm just saying that that Mindy is much more suited for the type of business person that I am. So I'm going to let Mindy introduce herself, talk about her business, talk about her podcast, and talk a little bit about her journey. Um, But she is helping me get my stuff together so that all three of my branches are legitimate, um, on point. She knows her stuff as far as the different bank accounts that you need to have. Um, It's almost like having somebody whose mind hold all of the numbers and stuff that you need you know what i mean um and since her and i have worked together it has completely changed my realization of a team and what it means to have a team um so mindy
3: (laughs) if you can unmute and introduce yourself I i shall (laughs) <laughs> Hello. Um, so I'll start off. So my name is Mindy, but as you can tell from my name, um, I also go by MJ. Uh, a little bit of background with that. Uh, I've always gone by Mindy. That's my birth name, I guess, if you want to call it. But uh, after about a year, about, from about a year ago, I went through a little bit of a life change and decided uh, I'm no longer that person. So I decided to change my name to MJ which was what I used when I did music journalism to kind of spark myself into becoming more of an extroverted person, because I'm naturally not. Um, Surprise, bookkeeper, that's an introvert. (laughs) So here I am, the poster child for that. Yeah, so MJ it is. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I am the MJ, the owner of Deep Breath Bookkeeping and also a brand new podcast uh, called Married wellness Uh, about a couple of months ago. So I started bookkeeping about June. I started my very first, this is my very first business, like legitimate business, not just I'll clean your house on the side. (laughs) Um, So this still really new, the whole marketing, getting clients, working for yourself, time management, Holy cow. Wow. So when I tell my future prospects and my clients that I have been there, I'm there now. (laughs) Not yesterday. I'm here now. So I really know what you're going through. If you're starting a business, it's really overwhelming. Uh, I get it. So the marketing, the business, putting everything together, what do I do? Yeah. It's still, still, I still, I'm like, Jamie, do you know how to do this like thing? <laughs> so yeah, um, so about a couple of months ago, let's let's back up. So maybe about a couple years ago, I started Mirrored Wellness as a blog. Uh, I do personal development for myself and I take it very seriously. I read probably three, four books a month about personal development, Um, business development, um, all that kind of thing, Um, spiritual development, all that stuff, and it's just all rolling around in my head, so a couple years ago, I was like, "Eh, I'm going to start a blog, a couple of blogs later, I put it down, (laughs) because I was overwhelmed, I didn't know what to do, Um, and putting yourself out there is scary, like when Jamie was, today, she was like, all right, we're going to do live, I was like, oh god, I'm not ready for this, yeah, she threw every this. excuse
0: at, at me, every under the sun, she threw at me.
3: And I, I was did. like, nope, oh, I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone. Nope, yeah. nope. <laughs> yep. And I try to at least do one thing every day that's scary. And it's if you start to get into the habit of doing something that makes you uncomfortable more regularly, uh, it gets less uncomfortable, kind of. <laughs> so here I am, discomfort no. Um, so four weeks ago, after some persuasion by a few different people, Jamie included and another mentor of mine who was like, no, you're going to put it out. I was like, all right, we're going to do it. So I scrambled together a podcast and put it out there in two days. Just hardly any prep just spewed out of my mouth. And there it is. (laughs) That's
0: right. <laughs> That's right.
3: Yes. So, Merit Wellness is now up and running. It is my baby, to be honest. I love the bookkeeping, and I love the podcast. I am now in the process of trying to launch a merge between the two to do a mindset coaching business bookkeeping for wellness and for coaches and for spiritual healers all those type of people these are the people who have helped me my entire mj journey and farther Um, and i really want to give back to those people because in my history of myself as more of an introverted maybe more along the spiritual side and and more on the wellness side numbers also used to scare the crap out of me and this is a girl who has an accounting degree (laughs) so who knows i don't know why uh sometimes i question myself but the numbers seem to be in there and work um but i also have the wellness side as well so i understand that it's scary and it's not always something that um the wellness community seems to reach out for help from or for so I want to be there to help but I also know that along the lines of being there to help with the bookkeeping side if you own those businesses there's a mindset that needs to also be helped as well and this is something I ran into really recently and the reason why I actually started the podcast because I realized that it's not just about the bookkeeping the figuring out where your profits are your losses and all the numbers and the reports every month and you know budgeting and all that stuff it's not about that it's getting to a point where you're comfortable even mentioning that in words um, and being comfortable receiving the abundance and the money that you get from other people because as i said in my last podcast um, money is basically just the exchange of appreciation. So if we are reframing our brains to be able to say that, say I go into a store and I buy a candle, I'm telling that person with my hard earned money, that I appreciate what you do and I really want to have a piece of what who you are. That's, I mean, that's still really hard for me. I just had a client recently and I'm telling her to do the same stuff that I'm literally doing it with her. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we need to reframe and we need to go do your core values. And then we need to post them up on a wall and look at them every day because one of my core values is well-being. So when I go to the store, I look at, you know, eco-friendly things and, you know, things that are going to make me healthy because that's the core value. But I look at my values every day. And that's how I know to keep within those core values. So, but that's not something that your bookkeeper usually tells you. (laughs) And I'm realizing that it needs to start there, especially with the kind of clientele that I really want to help. So that's what we're doing. And so I intend for the new deep breath bookkeeping to launch with all guides. Uh, I want to put together a couple guides for people to start um, and to introduce the coaching into my um, plethora of things that I offer for the business um, by the end of October. So that's what's coming.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. I'm going to let Charisse go first. <laughs>
2: Well, so you'll know that me and Mindy have a lot more in common than you think. (laughs) Um, So one is I had a really good friend of mine that grew up with, her name was Mindy. So it's hilarious that that's a really cute name to me. And her brother's name is Mark. So, and the show was Mork and Mindy. Remember that when that used to be out? And I have a brother named Mark and her name was Mindy, but it was cute. Um, But I think it is fantastic. I think that I'm like Jamie. I grew up, my mother used to tell me all the time. And my father would always say, no one could handle your money if they didn't have more money than you, right? So if a person didn't have more than, the, than you had, then it wasn't an option. Like if you didn't have a car, you couldn't drive my car. If you didn't have a house, then, you know, don't be telling me what to do with my house. You really, you know, it was a rule because not, not that race had anything to do with it, but it just had a rule that if they didn't have as much as you had, then how could they possibly advise you on what to do? So I'm glad I, I learned that really early on. Um, when my daughter was in high school and I, and she was getting, or middle school and she was getting ready to learn about money in school, I realized it was a big, huge void. Right? Like I kept telling her wall street is not the economy. The economy is the money that we put into the, you know, the things we buy every day that keeps things moving around and she could not get what I was saying. So I ended up creating a program for a week long program that we used to take to the YWCA during the summer camps to teach kids about money. But it was more than just money, it was about life skills, self-esteem, awareness. The more important is a lot like what you said, MJ, about how you react to money and how money triggers you, right? For some people, like me, I just, money doesn't, like I don't need money to operate at all on this planet. It's a requirement to be here because that's the exchange of things but it doesn't define me, it doesn't tell you who I am, have lots of it or not lots of it, doesn't define my lifestyle, but that a lot of people allow them to define themselves with money. So I'm glad that you're working in the wellness space because a lot of times people are in the wellness space, they only think about the internal and not the external and how money changes the external views, right? So um, one day, I'd love to sit down and talk to you and share with you my, I actually did a booklet and I actually turned it into a course, a training program that I used to teach uh, 25 kids every three hours, four times a day in five locations at once. That's how big it grew, like boom. Um, And I got contracts with like Paramount Studios and MGM Studios and they would say any child star or Bobazon modeling, any child star that would get signed up had to take my course, so they can learn about signing contracts and how to deal with money as a child star because you get money quickly and you don't, you don't understand it. And I used to teach them how to buy stocks. Wow, um, Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe six and they, can, they could buy stocks. Wow. Um, yeah, I know it it's a pretty cool program, but I'd love to share it with you someday. But that's, that's amazing. So how do you deal with, um, you know, with the, in the wellness space or the coaching space, The first thing people say to you is that you have to invest in yourself, right? Which means pay for my program. That's really what that means, right? How do you really teach people about investing in themselves? It kind of starts with,
3: you have to have a good relationship with yourself first, because if you don't believe that you deserve it, then you're not going to want to invest in yourself. But it's that whole kind of uh, business space from Mark, um, cowards, if anybody ever read his Profit First book or any other person who ever does any money it always says, pay yourself first. So you want to pay yourself first. And a lot of times businesses put everything, especially when you start, you put basically everything in so that you can create some momentum and we don't think to pay ourselves. So uh, again, with the kind of the coaching aspect of it, Um, I want to see where their mindset is with that first. If, if I feel like they're ready to go as far as um, if they feel kind of like they're kind of like money's money. I kind of have to be here. I don't have to, you know, and, and they have a decent relationship with money. Then it's, it's all about just teaching them You know, the percentages of what to put aside for yourself and the payroll and, you know, where to put the rest of it. But really, it's that first step of figuring out okay, are you in a headspace to uh, receive what you're working for first? If you're not, let's work on that. And I love the fact that you put together a program for young individuals because that's been a pet peeve of mine since I don't even know when that the schools don't really teach that at all. And it's really sad because these kids, like even my daughter, she's coming over to me and she's like, what's a check? I was like, excuse me.
2: (laughs) Like, what do you mean what's a check? And now I think more, more than ever because they don't need to deal with the actual paper anymore, right? Right. You figure that in 2030, kids will probably never look at real money. It'll all just be electronic transactions, you know, um, you know, so as we get further and further away from paper, it'll be like the, the dial phone. They'll be like, look, a check and a dial phone. Right. will be like stuff pretty soon, right? In the history books, for sure. <laughs> yeah. To the museum.
0: So, paper, Caroline,
2: check- Caroline,
0: you can unmute and yeah. um, ask MJ any questions or comments that you might have.
1: So I I actually, I think that what you're doing is absolutely genius because I mean, money is spiritual, right? Money is so spiritual. And I think we try to compartmentalize money. You know, it's like, oh, well, that's money. How can that be spiritual? Right? Yeah. We want to compartmentalize it. We want to make it separate things. But I think to really have an enjoyable experience with money, we have to have that emotional component with it. And um, so I will tell you just a little bit of my money story. I used to have a horrible relationship with money, horrible relationship with money. I, um, so first off, I grew up seeing my mom constantly stressed about money, right? Like she'd walk around the house and she'd be going, <sighs> I mean, constant, right? And I already knew what it was about, even as a kid, like I knew she's stressed the hell out because we've got rent due or we've got a bill coming up. And uh, so that was really kind of my first experience with money was learning from her and and seeing that, wow, this is a really stressful thing. And so that was my uh, first relationship with money as well. It was very stressful. And even when, let's see, when I was like in my early 20s, I worked at a nightclub for a little bit. And so money was literally, I'm just going to be up front, you guys, this is, it is what it is. Um, But money was easy come, easy go, right? Oh, it was so easy to make money. And then I'd go on a shopping spree and then I'd be like, oh, guess what? Like all that money's gone. Well, I'm just gonna go work again and then make some more, right? Like I was just rolling through cash, Um, But I just didn't really have that respect or understanding of money and actually building something with it, right? What I was building with it was an insane shoe collection, most of which I don't have anymore. (laughs) I mean, I did, um, you know, tons of clothes, uh, like at this time, like keep in mind, I was very young, right? So I was living in like an apartment with my friend and I literally think that my bed was sitting on the floor, but I had like any outfit, handbag, anything that you could imagine, like my nails were always done, all of that. Okay. So that was my first understanding of money. It was just shopping and spoiling myself and not really using it to build. So I changed my lifestyle. I changed so many things, right? Like I went into recovery. I had, you know, just a huge uh, lifestyle change. And after that, of course, working a traditional job, I made a fraction of what I made before. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but then I got into debt, right? So there I am kind of back in this cycle, right? So money had always kind of been this foe. And really, it was probably about the last year and a half of my life that I started telling myself a different story, right? I started telling myself, guess what? I can, I can build something with my money. I can have a good, healthy relationship with my money where I'm not constantly stressed out or having anxiety. Um, and again, just like I said earlier, like I can do it all. Now I have this mentality of I, I can have it all too, right? I can, I can have the prosperous business. I can be financially secure. I can use my money for good things. Um, and so it from being a major stress in my life, it's now become a big tool of inspiration. What can I do with my money that's going to be something even greater? Um, but I will tell you, there's still that fear habit sometimes, right? Oh, for sure. Like, I, I um, would get so much anxiety opening my banking app. I'd be like, oh, that sinking feeling in my stomach. I'd be like, I don't even want to look. I don't want to look. I'd get that email that a bill came out and I'm like, okay, still not looking. Like whatever, <laughs> you know. I don't know what's going on in there, but the card's still going through, and so oh, we're God. just gonna call it good. That's so yeah.
2: me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's, it's the same. Like when I was a kid, my mother had a sign that said, um, "Just because you have more checks doesn't mean you have more money." I would just write like, "Oh, I don't know, it's still working, so it must be there." You yeah, because I got my first checking <laughs> account like at 15. And I would just be, you know, at the store shopping, you know, and I would be like, I don't know, they ain't balanced yet, so they ain't told me to stop. And she was like, that pack doesn't mean how much you can spend, okay. you can balance it. And I still have some of that still too, because for years, I would go not even balancing my checkbook, probably for 10 years. I just didn't do it. I so knew I had more than I needed. And I, like- I was not going to spend, <clears throat> about it, but that is not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes i have to make myself open an app it's
1: like just look at it it's the easiest thing you literally don't have to do anything you just look right it's
2: not not from fear of not worrying if it wasn't there it's from the the principle that i didn't have to worry because i knew it was there but that's that's just the opposite side of the spectrum right the way it goes both of us need to open the app
3: yeah (laughs) i still have that i still have a moment every time i go to like I know a bill came out. How much was in there? I still don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that I've actually turned the notifications off yeah. on all of my banking apps.
2: No, you know what? My daughter apps. Me. No notifications come through on my phone ever. Yeah. My daughter sent me an app yesterday and said, "You're gonna love this app. It'll track all your spending." And I'm thinking, I don't want that app. <laughs> but really I don't because I was thinking if my husband ever saw that app he'd probably pass out twice um, <laughs> and, and you know but the funny thing about it was the reason why she sent it to me was because I when I do open it I'll go well what is this well, what is this well who this? Mm-hmm. What is this and the one time there was like eleven hundred dollars in charges that I had never even knew what they were. And they were like $49.99, $59.99, $89.99. And I was like, so now she's like, no, you need to know those. Because if you don't look, they're yeah. little things that could slide through that you just don't pay attention to. Exactly. And so And so now I do have to go open it and look. Because today you could buy something for $10 and it'll be like on an idle purchase. Yes. Item is really $1.99 later, right? You bought it at 10 and now it's Otto sending you know you for you know two hundred dollars. So you really know- I had that
1: happen. I had that happen one time, and like I know it was some online scam. Okay, I did it to my freaking self, right? And mm-hmm. it was like some energy, natural weight loss thing. And it was like, you know, pay $5.99 for shipping and you'll get two bottles free. Okay. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do this. And uh, yeah, I buy the damn thing. Next month, I noticed it was 185 coming out of my account. I'm not kidding. And so I call these people and I'm I'm bitching them out. Yeah. I was like, this is a scam. I'm getting my attorney involved. You refund that now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um,
0: my, fault. <laughs> my I fault. have I have two stories and then I want us to Ask MJ some of the um, questions that people ask. You know, like when you start a business, what's the okay. best? What's the best? You know, um, mm-hmm. bank account to open or whatever. Okay, but I want to tell two stories. So the first one is um, my oldest daughter got a job at Abercrombie and Fitch, and I literally used to go in there. With my ear hands on my ears because the music was so loud and it smelled. I I I I you. How do you not be high the whole time you're working there? Because there's so much perfume and cologne and you know. Um, and I will never forget picking her up from work. And she whips out her check. You know, she's her first paycheck. She opens it up and she says, Who the fuck is FICA? <laughs> I fell out, fell out. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> she's like, This isn't funny. <laughs> it's freaking funny. I was like, And so then she's like, And this, and this, and then I was like, Yeah, honey, those are
2: taxes.
0: <laughs> and she was like, Well, I didn't want them to take Texas mm-hmm. out, but right. the whole conversation, I'm giggling, right? And she's over there mad as hell. Cause in her head, she's doing, you know, the math times the hours, and she's mm. like, you know, what the hell? But oh, I will never forget who the fuck is fighting. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, I was like, uh-huh.
3: So <laughs> I love that story.
0: Oh, the second one is really, really bad. This is how Bad my money um, my money relationship was so when I was almost nineteen, I had a waitressing job, and like Caroline, I made a lot of cash right and I would always put the cash in the bank and you know two o'clock in the morning when I would get off, I would stuff it in the envelope you know and put it in the bank and then I would write checks for my so then I went through kind of a dry spell, like three weeks of not making much money. And when I say not money, much money, I'm talking $20. Go home with $20, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized you could float checks. Ooh.
2: So I was like, hmm, of course. Now, you know, this had to be a long time ago, right? Because yeah. today you, you slide it through the little thing and it's out like an ATM, but you know. <laughs> yes. 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 This Girl, was no, this, clearly for those this is who were watching. 1990. This, you know, yeah. 1990 yeah. I was born back then, but. So, yeah. so what? Yeah, they're probably, you know. What you say? I'm saying that if, for those of you, for those people who are watching. Oh, I of,
0: thought you said I wasn't born then. I was I, about to, some oh, people I not to, to know what are. you're talking about. They're not even born then. Yeah. Right. So, right. You're right. So <laughs> then I started doing a little bit more investigating and I was like, okay, so I'm going to have four to five days, blah, blah, blah. Then I took it a step further and I went and I opened bank accounts in three other places oh you was you was so, you oh wait it got it all figured out wait it gets better then i started writing checks to myself yeah putting them in the envelope depositing them in the account and taking the cash out mm-hmm. okay mj i know so, you want to
3: go like this right now yeah uh, <laughs> i kind of do i was in banking before i started oh like like a couple years old. ago yeah, I know all the tricks.
0: So after about five weeks, I remember my mom got in my car, and she was like, is that it? Because I had just gotten a new radio. Remember the radios where you could take the faceplate off? hmm The, like, fancy radios? I thought I was the shit carrying my faceplate radio in my back pocket. <laughs> that was me. Oh, my gosh. And my mom was like, oh, this is a fancy radio. How do you do, you know – Asked me she's like well how did you afford that and i was like so there's this thing that you can do and (laughs) oh my god my mother was like that's illegal yeah yeah and literally 24 hours later on the i was like you know hello (laughs) guess who was standing at the door the police Oh no! Not just the police. Who? FBI? The FBI. No way! Because what? I had committed, I had committed fraud. all kinds of freaking felonies. <clears throat> oh my god! Felonies.
2: Whacked
0: up thirty thousand yeah. dollars in okay. tax, <laughs> um, fraud, uh, wire transfer whatever. Okay, I'm bad.
2: I've never been that bad.
0: So wait. I was like, well, I'll just take it all back.
2: Right. Oh my God. I'm dying. <laughs> Actually, look at you like, are you serious?
0: <laughs> just take it all back. I didn't know it was illegal. And they right. were like, you didn't know it was illegal to put a piece of paper in and get cash
2: out? that when you don't have any in there yeah right right so um <laughs> how much time did you serve no <laughs> i know
0: right days, 11 days did you really oh, 11 days my mother ended up having to literally go around and like can you help me get jamie out of jail my
2: mouth is on so, the floor
0: she yeah, sold my, she sold her car, her brand new car that she had just got, Nissan 280 SX Black. Oh, I had that same car in high school. Oh, yes. And she sold her brand new car. My brother, who was um in the military, had to ask for
2: Advances and everything. Man, your mom is nice. My mom would have gave you Beretta, baby. Don't do the crime <laughs> if you can't do the time. See and, you in eleven days. Oh, <laughs> oh your no, no,
0: no. My my <laughs> sentence, my sentence would have been fifteen years. Oh
2: wow, yeah. My mother would have said, "See you in 20. See ya. My mother is cold. She's cold piece of work. Should have been like Beretta. So- would tell you so- coming in so- the house? don't be like Beretta. Can when I got, a- out, when oh, I got
0: out, when I got out, when I tell you, I was at my mother's beck and call. Yeah, I was like, you know, because 11 days in jail.
2: No, I can't even imagine that's.
0: Because at first I was like, oh, so what? You know, so what? I can go to jail. Because at the time, I didn't think that I was going to get any amount of time. I'm yeah. like, I've never been in trouble. I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever. And but at the pre-trial, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Please don't let me marry Oh, my gosh. When that judge know. said between seven and fifteen years, I was like, "Wait, say who? Who is he talking?" No. <laughs>
2: I, I know, like, no. I, I, I go like right up to the line and don't cross the line. Uh, when growing up, you know, my mother would say, "Literally, I had six bank accounts at fifteen, but it wasn't for the purpose of writing one to the next. It was." it was her version of diversification right right it wasn't right. like you get into wall street in 1980 you know yeah. what I mean you weren't yeah. buying stocks like that but in order to be diversified this was the best way to do it some banks have better uh, uh, interest rates and what else. So I worked at Taco Bell y'all had good jobs I worked at Taco Bell and didn't make no money. I can't remember I'm 15. What I at Taco Bell. minimum wage like $2.35 an
0: hour yeah. At 15 you worked at Taco Bell. At 15 I was working
2: at no, no, I didn't, I wasn't able to get my first job until
0: I, my senior year in high school. Oh. Uh, no, like, at th- I was working at 13. No, I I
2: wished. I was a daycare assistant. A, my version of that is go get a I got a babysitting job. No, I couldn't even do that either. Unless it was for a relative which you couldn't pay me the paper route. Oh, no. I got yeah. that.
0: All right, so MJ, and by the way, I learned my lesson.
2: So, just so
0: y'all know, I did. I was, hey, I was the of scared straight. You see this face? I was scared all the way straight.
2: So, so now you know when they say, uh, when you go in the store and they tell you, if you write a check and it bounces, is this a crime? Pay attention to them words up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the NSF you gotta worry hey, about. They didn't have that before Jamie, but then yeah, after, that after that happened, then they Jamie. put all the signs <laughs> up. because She said she didn't know, and they're like, alright, well, we gotta put a sign up now. <laughs> I actually went
0: into a couple of stores and saw my picture, and at first I was like, oh, oh I got a God. picture.
2: I would have been so humiliated. I was like, what? They were uh, like, well, you wrote over $500 worth of bad checks here. I was like, yeah. Barbie, I remember yeah. the places that come in, and they'd have people's checks up on the wall, and all yeah. the all the people's checks that bounce up on the wall. Do you remember those days? I remember that. That's. Sad. I'm
1: dying, Jamie. I love you. I've got I've got I stories don't. I could share. that are just as bad. All right, I don't feel <laughs> <laughs> for real.
0: <laughs> oh, listen, ain't no shame in my game, or I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, if you not if you're not all right with the skeletons in your closet. Hey,
2: no, we don't have some. I mean, again, the stories are the same, but the outcomes are a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. true. I'm going but the story might be the same. So, MJ, what, what are some of
0: the questions that you get a lot of? Like, I know uh, credit union versus regular bank, you know, what, what are some of the questions that you get a lot of?
3: Well, first of all, where the hell do I start? <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: God. Well,
3: how do I even start this? Like, what do I even do? That's usually a first. Yes. Um, first thing I always tell people is usually when you're starting a, a brand new business, um, it started off as either a hobby, because usually people don't like Whoo, jump right into it. I did, but that's yeah, me. Um, so always separate, okay. Yes, always, always <laughs> separate your business from your personal one. It's so much easier to do your bookkeeping later on. And we all know, because I still do this to this day, because I get busy. And then you wait till the last minute to do all of your bookkeeping until tax man's like, yo, I need it. So, (laughs) yep. Uh, I still do it too, by the way. So don't feel bad. Um, So always separate because one, it's easier. And two, you do not want your business stuff in with your personal. You just don't. And you don't wanna send your personal stuff to your tax man. Now, I'm not a tax expert. I did not go to tax classes. I did do a stint at um, volunteer income tax for a little bit doing personal taxes, but I'm still getting my feet warm, if you will, with the taxes on the business side. Um, I do know some stuff, but I'm by no means like qualified to tell you anything about your taxes. If you ask, I will find you a resource. That's as far as I can go at the moment. Um, And I'll try to explain it to you and sit down and work it with you. Obviously, I'm not going to just like, here's this form. Bye. (laughs) I'm using my hands again, by the way, I'm going to sit on them. (laughs) So that's first and foremost. Second thing is, and I know this is uncomfortable. We just kind of talked about this, where you really want to look at your business finances regularly everybody waits like i just said until the last minute to do their bookkeeping uh if you keep up with it you know in an instant where you are without even like a, a, a heartbeat like moment it's it's instant you can pull it up on your whatever you use quickbooks zero whatever you decide to use um It's nice to have that stuff. So, those are the two things that I tell people is usually a place to start. Um, I usually start people with looking at what your business expenses are first. um, Because, for me, on a personal level, I want to know what all my bills are first, and then I figure out things from there. So, to start, that's just a preference. Um, If you've already had your business starting, if you aren't starting your business first. I would usually suggest that maybe, because it depends on the industry too, because everybody's gonna have different expenses, everybody's gonna be in a different spot, um, how much they charge. Um, I have up until very recently worked with mostly service-based, so I didn't have to worry so much about the taxes on the Uh, the inventory side or even inventory in general. So that's a little bit of a learning curve for me, but Mm -hmm. I always have the resources to find what I need. And people like here, this here's my my experience is if you don't mind taking a few extra moments with me, I'll look it up and we'll work together. Um, So the inventory thing's a little bit new for me, but um, if inventory is a thing, there's some seriously awesome programs out there. To work with that kind of thing. So but uh but yeah that's kind of start by looking at everything together because it's scary to
2: just jump in but right, by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So sorry, I do a lot in common. I became a certified tax preparer in 2099, 1999. So I actually am technically licensed to do taxes and I don't do taxes. Um I did for about five or six years I actually worked at a tax firm. Um, where we did corporate companies taxes. We didn't do very few individuals. If somebody was a CEO or something like that, we might do his along with the company's taxes, a lot of corporate taxes. But the one thing that I found was that people, and again, as a small business coach, startup business coach, I always recommend that the first thing you do is go get a tax ID number so that you can separate. It's easy to separate your business from your personal self. Do you find that a lot of solopreneurs or entrepreneurs come in with this, like shoebox full of receipts, right? Because I know I used to be one of those shoebox full of receipts, and then you have to figure it all out. Plus, they're not separated from their personal selves, um, you know. And then it just becomes a little bit more complicated. So, do you have to? Do you, you know, do you always have to then tell them, listen, you should go get a tax ID number, and then go get incorporated or become an LLC so they can have those protections?
3: So I have mostly run into, with the exception of maybe two people, that have kind of already started that process. So I haven't really had to really coach anybody that far. Usually it's people coming to me with a slightly already established, help me, because it's a mess cleanup situation. Um, But but yes, um, that also, when I tell people to always separate your business from your personal, that kind of always comes with it because when you go to the bank to do your business checking account you need to have that paperwork they won't even open it nobody will open a business account for you anymore um, without tax stuff so yeah
2: Yeah. for sure
1: right
2: Caroline? Caroline
1: so I'll be honest for a long time I I kept all my stuff together right I just did I had I had all of my deposits going straight into my personal account um, and so I actually just started a couple months ago um, dividing everything up, right? Um, and so how do, you, how do you think that having this level of organization, right? And I just kind of want your opinion on this and you can expand um, however you wish. But um, because once I started separating everything, I felt like more of a legitimate business right? It no longer felt like some side hustle where I'm like, you know, doing my friend's hair for a hundred bucks and then just like tossing that into my account. Um, So what's your experience with that as far as business growth goes? Um, And yeah, just give me your thoughts on that. I just want to hear your opinion.
3: Yeah. So, and that's exactly one of the things. Uh, So as far as I'm concerned, so I'll tell you my thing, the moment I got a business checking account and it had my business name on it. I, I literally ran over to my dad. I was like, dad, I have my own business checking account. And he was like, what okay, good for you. But it was the <laughs> most amazing feeling ever. I was like this, because it is, it's right. Like the last thing that I ever did for myself was this like cleaning business on the side and everything went right into my account and kind of, story time. Um, So that cleaning business, I never claimed the taxes correctly. And this Mm -hmm. was like when I was like 19 or 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Then like three years later, I got audited. And the tax man was like, you owe some money. And I was like, well, shit. Now what do I do? And I didn't have it. I was broke as hell in my 20s. (laughs) And so now I'm stuck like, you know, trying to figure it out. So so that's my experience. And I, I completely agree with you, Carolyn, that I just, it's, it's a great um, moment to just feel legitimate. Like, whoa, It I don't know. Maybe it's just me to feel excited no, about like seeing your business now.
0: No way, way. <laughs> that is definitely the case. Yeah, and I got my um, state of New Hampshire paperwork in the mail with that official seal that you can feel, I was like, Oh, all right.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. also terrifying too. If you think about it, like when I got that and I had that like moment of like, oh, <gasps> I'm like legitimate. And then also at the same time, I was like, well, shit now I'm responsible for everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, it's funny. I'm listening to you guys' stories. And I'm like, I kind of, I kind of like missed out on a little bit. I didn't get that like, Ooh, joy. of I got my own business bank account, uh, I, I have, I got robbed on that probably, but anyway, I, um, was 24, 25, I was working for the airlines and then I was starting my own business. I was getting ready to get married and we were working hard and grinding and we, it blew up, boom, like no time flat. It's probably why I didn't get that joy. Cause it wasn't like today, my own business. It was like, by the time we opened a business account, we already had like checks that we couldn't cash because they were made out to the business. And we needed to hurry and get a business account so we can cash all those checks, right? And we had got a government um, contract, so the checks were big. We we're like, cash these checks. You know, and they were just sitting there piling up. So so we had to hurry. That was
0: also before the government made you jump through all kinds of hoops to get a contract. Because yeah. just to be certified as an yeah. SBA um, what do you call it? Recognized um, business, you got to have a
2: all of that shit nowadays. You know, there, was a, there was a lot of paperwork then too, because at that time I just came out the military. And um, so I, got, I could immediately become um, woman-owned, veteran-owned, Black-owned, and minority-owned. So there was a way that I was able to do it all. I got all those certifications at once, but it did take me several weeks to months to get them. But then when I got them, I got these very large contracts. But at that time, we, then you could do business and not need all that other stuff. Right, that's what I'm saying. You need a business account, but they weren't making the check out to you. It was right. being made out to the name of the business. So we had to to recorrect. And then by then I had like seven employees while I was still going to work full-time. Okay. So it was clear I had to do separations because I got to pay you and I need to make sure my work check isn't coming in. And some of it was coming in and then paying them because the other contracts wouldn't come in fast enough. Right. So it was still so important that that cycle came. But I learned a very good lesson like Jamie, um, there's a thing called a till tax that the government will do to you. We had this 500 square foot business. And I had at that time, I think six or seven employees and they came knocking at the door and they stand at the register and they take all your income until you pay your taxes. Well, my today ex-husband then was going to be husband. I didn't know that he had not paid his taxes in five years. And so they came saying, hey, we're going to take all your business money until you pay his taxes. So I had to go and get an accountant to do all his five-year tax returns only to find out that he thought that he was going to owe money because, you know, we were young, right? You didn't want to like your daughter, FICA. I ain't giving FICA nothing. He thought he was going to owe money. So he never did them only to find out we got this huge return back because even though he did them, he was due back money because, you know, he had paid in. So he got this big, fat, return we bought like two bmws or something um it, we were young like we were like you we had the shoes and cars i would die i love that yeah, so much like got- lot. yeah the guy was like taking every dollar out the register while we were out buying like forty thousand dollar vehicles like kind like, of oh. world are we living in <laughs> um, so um so, yeah great so, money
0: so mj that's crazy when you talk to businesses like Caroline and like myself, who have been um, kind of, you know, doing what they've always done, um, and they come to you and say, "Cause I, let me tell you, when I tell people I have a bookkeeper, right?" Thank you very much. <laughs> And most people who are in business are like, "Wow, really?" And I'm like, "Yes, you want her card? She's awesome." <laughs> I literally, I'm like, it makes me feel so much better because I have somebody who's that's their job.
2: No, and that's I think that's fantastic. And just to add to what she was saying, MJ, I want to ask. I do a lot of consulting, so I'm a little older than Caroline and Jamie, so I get to. <laughs> You are a- not. I am. And if I haven't, if I'm not <laughs> older than you, I lived a lot more than you. So, <laughs> so my, uh, well, uh, my, uh, my accountant, if I call him a bookkeeper. It's Northern California. Right. No, if I call my guy a bookkeeper, he would hang up on me and I'd have to be buying like some expensive wine to get him to answer the phone again. He's an accountant, certified public accountant. He's like, don't call me a bookkeeper. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, as yeah. you get. You know, when you get into the different world, uh, I, I do a lot of consulting with nonprofits, like you know, mega churches and things like that that are dealing with multi millions of dollars. And so, when you're on that level, what do you recommend for people who are small who want to start nonprofits and understanding that nonprofit doesn't mean no profit, mm. right? What do you recommend to them too? So, like when Jamie was saying, the smaller person who is very proud to have an accountant or somebody do their book books. What do you recommend for people who also, too, give back a lot as part of their business model? Since you never got the answer, not got
0: the chance to answer my initial question, because (laughs) Sharice interrupted (laughs) me right in the middle of me asking the question, why don't you go ahead and answer my question first, (laughs) and then you can answer Ms. Sharice's question. Can you please repeat your question, Ms. Oh, Jim? sure. See, you don't even remember my question. I'm muting your yes. <laughs> So my question, you muted. you muted. You're muted. Muted. So my, <laughs> my question was... When you have people like Cherie, uh, like Caroline and I that mm. come to you and we've just been doing the same, you know, what we always have, you know, cause you know, you saw my finances, you saw my, my account, you saw that we had to go through line by line saying, okay, that's business. Nope. That's personal. That's business. <laughs> so when people come to you or actually, no, my question is for the people that are watching that are doing that and they're like, ooh, okay, that's what I'm doing. So that's not good. So what is the very first step you would tell them to do if they are doing what Caroline and I have been doing?
3: First, I want them to make sure that their business is legitimate. So like Charisse was saying, make sure you have a tax ID number. That also includes if you're a DBA do it anyway. It doesn't cost anything. Just do it. Um, Just do it. Um, So there's that. And second, I can, there's a lot of stuff out there, um, especially for a small business or for somebody who's doing it mostly on the side. I would suggest trying to find a bank account either with your local bank, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever bank that you want, Uh, go with something that's free checking this is kind of becoming a little bit of an issue. There's not a lot out there anymore, but there still is. So, right. yeah.
0: So um, first, t- a tax ID number, the EIN, or, mm-hmm. they're called TIN ns And second, you must get a business bank account, even yes. if it's just a savings business account. Something,
2: right? yes.
0: Something, okay.
2: So can I yeah. recommend a really, I don't, I don't get anything from them. I don't, I'm not an affiliate. I don't even think they even have an affiliate program. But I will tell you the two best bank accounts to get as a small business solopreneur, entrepreneur startup is called ASLO, A-V-L-O. Yes. They are super.
3: They are fabulous.
2: That's who I have. Yes. And if they're not, if you don't have ASLO, then get Novo, N-O-V-O. Those, they don't have any requirements for opening it other than the, you know, your paperwork to show your business. This and is all online though, right? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so,
2: then, um, And then there's no, there's no fees attached to anything. So no money to go in, no fees when you use the account somewhere. They, they float overdrafts. Um, they just really work with you a lot. So yeah. if you're a small business and you don't want to deal with the big, you know, corporate Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, whatever, um, they, yeah, they're online, but it's okay because you can still make deposits the same way we do. You can still transfer from your PayPals or your Squares or your cash apps. Um, and you're just going to yeah. save yourself a ton of fees. So my
0: my suggestion especially if you are just starting out is a credit union. Um, and the only reason I say a credit union is because when you start with a credit union and you continue business with a credit union, they are more likely to lend to you as a small business. So that, that would be my only yeah. suggestion. So. And the only
2: reason why I suggested as is because a lot of times, certain credit unions, you, you, there's, you know, there's criteria mm. like, you know, it, you know, Dow or there's some that are open, but not a lot. A lot of times, their credit unions are specific catered to a group of individuals, military. Oh yeah, see, it's not like that out here. No, there there are a few. There are a few yeah. that are open to all, but not every state has open credit unions. Right, right. Open. But if you it usually, if you live
0: in a state that has a credit union, you usually yeah. can qualify to open an account some way somehow so okay Sharice go ahead
2: we're going well the second part of the Jamie question was hers was about small businesses but mine was about not just the retail or the service industry but the nonprofit industry you know what do you recommend for people who when you start a business and you're thinking about only making profit right your logic is different like you're Mm -hmm. like oh I bought a cup I'm a, the cup cost me a dollar, I'm gonna sell it for $2 and I made a dollar. When you start off as a nonprofit, you're like, oh, I went to work yesterday and I'm gonna buy a cup and I'm gonna give it to somebody. You know, you're not thinking about the profit in there and the profits don't come the same way, right? But they still need to have really good thinking and really good knowledge around money even though they're doing more charity and public service work. What would be your tips for them?
3: That one's tough. I've never worked with any. So it's very outside of my comfort zone to a- answer that question for you, because I'm not quite sure how to answer it, to be honest. I do know a bookkeeper acquaintance of mine who does work with nonprofits. Um, and I know it's very, um, in the bookkeeping world, it's really niche. When you start to work with nonprofits, that's all you work with. Yeah. Because um, it's complicated. It is, yeah, and that's what she was saying. Um, so I, I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, I know a lot of nonprofits are on a very strict budget, especially because they get uh, grants, or it, it's very fixed. It's um, So you have to be really careful. Um, I know expenses are hard, which means that even if they did want a bookkeeper, it's going to have to be run through the mill, probably. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my guess. Um, yeah. To start off with something like a program that might be helpful, maybe a free program so that they can at least start logging stuff if someone in the, you know, nonprofit starts to know that stuff, or if they want just a, um, because I do offer this, but, you know, anyway, but if they just want something to get started. So here's what you need, here's how you automate it, let's get you started. And then it's like a one-time thing. And then, you know, maybe, and I do do this with one of my clients, just quarterly go in, he doesn't do a lot of stuff. So just go in quarterly and look and make sure everything's good and then, and run it, you know, whatever they're gonna do. So that is an option. I
2: don't know um, past that, you know, no, that's excellent. Thank you for that. I mean, not to expect you to be an ex- expert in that, but I know a lot of times they're on the same playing field when they're just, when you're just starting out, whether you're starting out as a nonprofit or you're starting out as a brand new business, there are a lot of things that are very similar. I also always recommend that they use QuickBooks for nonprofits because it hmm. gives them part of accounts already set up that nonprofits need that are different from for-profits. So yeah,
3: QuickBooks.
1: yeah, QuickBooks can oh. be fabulous in that way. way. Do you have any... Do you have any last questions? I do. I do, actually. I just unmuted myself. Um, Sorry if you hear some weird noise. My cat currently is rubbing her face on my microphone. (laughs) Um, She's like, it's so funny. She, I'll just tell you real quick. She is like an antisocial cat, right? You wouldn't even know that I had this cat, because she will hide up and hide away for so long. But she knows that when I'm sitting in this chair, I'm going to be here for a while. And so she'll come out and she's very demanding about her love, right? Like she doesn't even, yeah, very demanding. So she's kind of, she's down here causing some mayhem. Um, so I, I I, know that you have a very... Um, you know, mental and emotional and spiritual aspect around money. So do you have any advice for making money fun um, instead of having it be this thing that we just like dread and we're like, uh, the taxes, the numbers, the like, how can we start creating a mindset shift in ourselves for money to be like enjoyable?
3: So one thing that I work on for myself, thank you for asking this question, yeah. is uh, I kind of, so I'm also a to-do list person. So I have a to-do list, right? And I love checking that box off. And I tell people, I literally do this and I know other people who do it. I will list things on my to-do list, like go outside today. I'll check it off because I get to check the box. (laughs) It's so dumb, but I do it anyway. It makes me feel good. So if you are a checklist person, I would suggest putting things like um, list expenses for the day. (laughs) <laughs> I love
1: your cat. I, I, she's clawing my back right now. I had to show you guys. Sorry. Not to distract from the thing. But she was literally right behind me the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> cat in the back. I love that.
0: I love that. List expenses. That's what I need to do. Um, before we go, because I know we're running out of time, but I want you to finish your thought. But MJ, before we leave, I want you to talk mm-hmm. about the apps that you use like that we use together
3: oh okay, okay yeah cool. so all right so I'll Finish remind it. me if i don't okay so definitely checklist another thing is is um if you have somebody who you can th- you are maybe comfortable with to talk about not a whole detailed finances but find what i would call an accountability <laughs> somebody who will be like hey did you look at your finances today call you out on your shit. I need someone to call me out on my shit. So definitely that, I mean, it's not necessarily fun, but at least you get someone to like, talk to about it. That's not, you know, like an accountant or numbers person that's going to be like, well, you didn't do it, so I don't get paid. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's kind of important, important to find somebody who's going to make that, uh, less of a pain in the ass, I guess. And then, uh, I know I'm going back into the checklist thing a little bit, but I really love, I don't know if uh, some people do this, but journaling, so the journaling stuff, I don't know, if you ever seen the habit trackers? Oh my gosh, I love those things so much. Find a habit tracker, put it on your wall, and color the crab out of it. Like Make it an everyday thing where you look at your checking account, that you look at your expenses once a week, and color it in, and then... Watch the color rainbow start to form. It is the most satisfying thing I've ever seen. Okay, rant done. <laughs> I mean, that's the total numbers geek.
0: Loving
2: spreadsheets. Loving. I know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm I can't even I'd be like colored all the way in. Hell no, I
0: wouldn't even be coloring. I'd be like, why are you looking at me? Why? Activity tricker. Why are you
2: looking at me? Don't look at me. What about rewards? Like we used to put, my mother used to make us um, have an account called the Christmas fund so that whenever we were working, we'd always have to put so much money in our Christmas fund. And that was what we used to buy things in order for us to reward ourselves for all the work that we did or buy things for other people, right? Special gifts. What about rewarding yourself? Um, You know, I make sure I take a vacation every year till COVID, right? We take uh, four or five vacations every year. And so that's the reward of all the hard work that we do right and that we set up. So can you, like Caroline was saying, can it be fun because you're looking at, hey, when I hit this amount of money, I'm going to get this or go eat here or go out or buy myself something or even buy a new tool for your business, right? Like I, I got a, I said, I'm going to get you know, five people signed up for my program. And if, when I do that, I'm buying me a microphone. You know, <laughs> like, oh, when I do this, I'm going to build me a studio, right? That was a lot of fun, by the way, um, spending all that money. You, know. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, rewarding yourself as a way to change your dynamics with money. Yeah, absolutely. So
3: um, with the whole profit first thing, where you basically pay yourself first. And a lot of times what, what I'll say is if you have debt, in relation to the business, some of that profit that you would pay yourself with is, I mean, it's up to you if you want to try to pay it off quicker or not. But I mean, the thing that the bookkeeper slash accountant slash financial guru will tell you, try to pay it off as quick as possible. But so two milestones you can have like yours, like once I get to a certain like profit margin or whatever, um, I'm gonna go do something for the business, like buy yourself a microphone or go on vacation or you know, but, um, a lot of the times too, I tell people, you got to reward yourself more than just like once a month or whatever. So yeah. Like weekly, uh, wins or accomplishments. Like even if it's, you have employees and you're like, Oh my God, this month we did this. Like today we're going to, you know, bake chocolate chip cookies and everybody gets one, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) stuff like that. And then, um, you know, you definitely, um, lost my train of thought for the second one. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, the apps. Yes. Okay. So two, so I usually use QuickBooks um, online because that's just, I don't know. They Mm -hmm. they kind of beat that into you as a bookkeeper, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So QuickBooks app. um, I'm not super familiar with zero, but that's something I'm going to be working on recent um, in the next few months is getting more familiar with Xero. Xero um, is another good bookkeeping app. Hubdoc. Awesome app. I am not an affiliate. I don't get paid by them but I love Hubdoc but I'll also kind of preference it with this. Is that anytime you add a third party something there's gonna be some connectivity issues so when you uh, go into like <laughs> I, I know you're rolling your eyes <laughs> almost every single person that i've tried to get all hooked up with hub Doc, we have spent more time than i'd really love to admit trying to get bank accounts to sync to all that other stuff it's mm-hmm. but if you can work through that stuff you work hardest to hard it's the crappy parts in the beginning, when you set up all your automations and you try to get everything connected, and then once everything's all set up, ideally it gets less of a pain.
0: Right. Um, and and one thing I will say is that don't let the technology stop you. Because for me, it was very frustrating. I'm still not hooked up 100% with HubDoc, but I'm still using the app to snap my receipts. Well, even though it is not set up properly yet, I'm, I'm using, I'm utilizing the app and Mindy's, uh, MJ's the one that introduced me to it. So, so now I don't have, um, receipts everywhere yes. and in a drawer and in my car, you know, and I'm like, wait, which receipt did you throw away? I'm not, because the minute I get it, I take a picture of it and then I don't have to worry about it. I mean, I shouldn't say that because I mean,
2: QuickBooks is about to keep that that receipt.
0: receipt.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. HubDoc will, so uh, one thing that QuickBooks doesn't necessarily do is keep, so you can link HubDoc to your bank account and it will actually keep the picture or the actual statement itself right. um, where QuickBooks doesn't. It just gives you the list. Not mm-hmm. that, I mean, a lot of people don't write checks and don't need images, but right. it's just a, there was
2: another one I used to use, too, that, that captured the receipt. Oh, I, I was, I'm looking through my phone as we're talking because it captured the receipt and it also kept my mileage when I used to be on the road 300 days a year, you mm-hmm. know, going to it track my flights and then it tracked my mileage and oh, I could, wow. all the receipts. And I can't remember the name of it. I'm scrolling through here to try to find it. Um, you know, I use um, Einstein for my email on my phone,
3: and it's amazing, because it does that stuff too, um, not so much the receipts part, but it'll track your flights, and you know, Einstein is a great email app, not necessarily
2: for business, but it's been right. fabulous on my side, just when you're traveling a lot, and you're, you know, you're in the airport, you're always buying something, so you need to, a bazillion receipts, and so to track it, and then to tie it up to which flight I was on, what airport I was in, all well, mm.
3: Yeah,
2: I can't remember the name of it now, but I was looking for, a oh, MJ, Thank you so
0: much. This has been amazing.
3: Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was really nice to meet you ladies. And honestly, uh, I we have a lot in common. And I feel like I can learn so much from all of you. It's,
2: yeah. But we're here every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I know. I love listening to your ladies. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. Talking about money, fun. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard. It's hard to talk about money and make it a fun topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not
0: intimidating, because yeah. for me, Sharice, I, I know this isn't you. I'm just saying, for <laughs> me, I am intimidated by making a lot of money. But uh, instead of thinking it, of it that way, I'm thinking of it as what I can do with all of the money that I make.
1: Exactly,
0: yes.
2: yes. I don't know that I, yeah, you're right. I'm not intimidated by making a lot of money. I'm not even intimidated around a lot of money or having a lot of money or spending a lot of money. I just i am not. It just doesn't bother me but mm-hmm. it's really about the joy of the things that it brings. Like exactly. I'm not hobby about money. Like I'm not like, Oh, I have lots of money. That's not me either. But I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's $20 million or $20. It's a joy that I get from the work I do to earn it. The joy I get to be able to support other people when they, because I have it so I can, you know, whether I want that or not, I'm i things I, don't, I buy stuff that I never even take out the box or even mm-hmm. the bag or the receipts, I never open it. I have so many resources that I've purchased from people for 27 and 37 just to support them. Right. So to me, it's the joy of the friendships, the things you can do, the places you can go and how you can, you know, it's the life you can have from it. Not so much the, I'm not going to never be on housewives with anybody, right? <laughs> but the friendships and the joy from it so yeah awesome
1: yeah well Carry thank right? you so much mindy let's definitely thank connect you. and yeah. um yeah i will add you on facebook for sure um i would love to know some more money tips and definitely getting organized because i've just been doing it all on my own and like uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so how do we find <laughs> you mindy
0: yeah, and I was so, just
3: going to say. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, and you can find my website. It's deepbreathbookkeeping.com. Oh, or if you like, I have the podcast, Mirror Wellness Podcast. It is on any platform you would like, pretty much, po- uh, podcast platform, pick one. And um, that is mirroredwellness.com as well. I do have the website up for that as well. And But I will be trying to merge them in the next month or so. More updates. Check out my Facebook page. So, And also, so Mindy,
0: you have several different packages to work with you. So you have packages that can fit any budget.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, so if you reach out to her she does this amazing audit um and i shouldn't even call it that because it literally just caught in my throat yeah.
3: please don't call it yeah. that people will hang up immediately
0: yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> literally I, that was so you take that back right now that was
3: so <laughs> unconscious <laughs> so i was like audit. So oh God, even she accountants this, shudder when they hear that word. So anyway, go
0: ahead. No, she does this amazing thing. I'm just going to call it. Console. Console, uh, where she goes <laughs> through all of your finances and then she does a real proposal. And she says, okay, here are the different ways that I can help you. And you can um, hire me, you know, on an ongoing basis, quarterly basis, you know, and it's just amazing. Um, cool. And I told her... When I got the proposal, I was like, holy crap, this is so cool. That's um, cool. Um, yeah. So, cool. so Mindy, what is your email address so that if people want to reach out and say, yes, do an, a, a
3: consult for me? Yeah. So you can go onto the website and there is a, so if you scroll down a little bit, there's a little spot where it says contact me, or if you would like, you can email me at deep breath at gmail.com so d e e p b r e a t h b k at gmail.com yeah i literally still have to think about that when i
2: yeah, yeah. well i can <laughs> you on facebook so when we're done here you can you can say yes and i liked your page and i added you and so i'm all linked into you now Yay. awesome and think about having mj on your
0: podcast yes um, in your Definitely. facebook in your facebook groups you know, um, and I'm talking to everybody, not just the, my co-hosts. I'm talking to everybody because business finances is something that needs to be yeah. talked about more. So yeah. if you have a Facebook group and you, all you talk about is marketing, MJ would be awesome to have, to bring in, to talk about business finances. There is no niche that she cannot help you in. Yeah.
2: Now yeah. I'm going gonna- and- to send you a link so that I can have you on the podcast. And I'm going to talk to you offline anyway, because I want to share with you the program that I used to do. I think you'll yes, love
3: it. I will love it. Love and then it. I just want to tell everybody too, um, I make a very strict policy about not judging. So if you feel embarrassed by your stuff, um, <laughs> I am not even anywhere close to being the person who can judge you. Because I have previous experience uh, with being a terrible financial mess. So ask <laughs> away. Funny. Tell away, no judgment that's on my right, side. I promise right. you, there's none. Yeah, so that's awesome. Thank you, Mindy. You're Thank very you, welcome. Thank
0: you,
2: guys. I love you all. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everybody, Bye. see you next week.